Welcome to the Contracting Officer Podcast. It's not just for contracting officers. If you're anywhere in the government acquisition world, this podcast is for you. Today we're talking about the concept of the debt ceiling and a default on debt and what that means to both government and industry players. This episode is available inside the Skyway community, but to give you a better idea of what type of content is available inside the community and to provide better public awareness of the potential issues, we're posting this in our regular feed. If you like this episode and want to hear more like it, go to skywayacq.com access and you can have access to all of the episodes from 401 forward with a podcast 2.0 license. Episodes 1, well I guess 0 through 400 will always be free here on the open feed. Episodes 401 and forward are inside the community so we can engage more deeply with our listeners. Okay, here we go with conversations on the debt ceiling. We usually try to keep our podcasts evergreen. We've used that word before, right? Uh, Information that is timeless or at least uh, useful for a long time. This one is not quite so evergreen. It's more topical and has to do with the current need for the U.S. government to raise the debt ceiling Yet again, it's, we hear about this a lot, at pretty much every year now. But it, but it seems like, it seems like this year it's serious. In order to av- avoid a default, Congress needs to raise a debt ceiling, right? So p- put aside your political view and for a moment, and, and we'll talk about the brass tacks. Like, what does that mean for government contracting? And what what does this mean in context of what you and I work with every day? And we're not economists. So we're not going to dive too deep into what this means to the overall economy or to the average uh, American. Hence, it's nothing good. Yeah, nothing good. But we're going to try to talk about it in terms of government contracting and what both contracting officers and industry can do to prepare in the event that there is a default on our debt. Yeah, all right. Since, since, Since the U.S. has never defaulted on its obligations before, the scope of, of what happened, the repercussions of this are, are unknown, but they would they could be or likely to be catastrophic across the entire economy, according to the, the Treasury Department. But I want to clarify, you may have heard that this is a black swan event, right? That's that's kind of becoming the new buzzword. So black swan comes from the long, long thought that black swans didn't exist and they suddenly found one. Right. Well, the idea of a black swan, it's a financial term. It refers to something that was un, unexpected, right? It's wide reaching and it wasn't preventable. This is not a black swan event because <laughs> this is preventable. We're, what we're going to be talking about today is all the things that we have to do in case it happens. Yeah. It's probably not going to happen. Spoiler alert. This is an unforced error of the, the government just not getting things moving. Yeah, a black swan uh, is something you couldn't enough. even imagine happening. And then, you know, in retrospect, you're like, oh, we could have imagined. Yeah, we, we should have like, guessed like that COVID. that could have happened. Very unlikely. Yeah. Like the most recent black swan event is COVID-19. Yeah, yeah. Like we, that, in retrospect, oh yeah, I could see that happening. But before it happened, what? Yeah. <laughs> Global ceiling, pandemic, what? Debt ceiling and defaulting on our debt is completely avoidable. And it's driven by politics, which we are not going to talk about here. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to see my references of, of, of the things we talk about in here, I posted them in the podcast 2.0 forum inside the Skyway community. If you want to read some of the articles that we use to, for, for context here. All right. 
a little bit of the context, a little bit of the background. What what do we mean by default on our debt? Well, in short, it, it means the U.S. government can't pay its bills on time, right? Uh, a debt default means that the government is unable to pay its bills on time, and the U.S. Treasury will have to prioritize which bills to pay with the money they have available until Congress revises the limit and gives them more money. What that means is that things like military paychecks, Social Security recipients, bondholders on U.S. bonds, they're going to get paid first. And potentially at the long, on that long list of priorities, some government contracts <laughs> may be at the end of that list, right? Um, and we could argue that this impacts the overall economy because federal spending, get this, accounts for 25% of the, of the GDP. So you take away that 25% because of a default, yeah. we're all going to feel this. Yeah. It's just like if you or I don't pay our bills on time, right? We get extra fees, higher interest rates in the future. Maybe our, our credit rating goes down and we have harder time uh, borrowing money in the future, right? Uh, big, bigger down payments, different terms. In the end, n- nothing good comes from this, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's the, the big takeaway is that this is, this is leading toward uh, uh, things that pretty much everyone's going to feel. But we'll talk through how it's going to how how you can manage it as a government contractor, or as a contracting officer, for that matter. <laughs> the consensus seems to be that there are three general ways this is going to play out. There's and we're going to talk through each one of them and how to deal with them. Potential default number one, a technical default number two, and then the an actual default. Potential default. This is where we are. It's not an actual default, but. It's feeling that it could be real, right? There's a real possibility of default for the first time. And, and the primary effects of this, there's, I think of there are two, there's distraction and then there's sideways activity. The distraction is we're sitting here talking about it. Yeah, right <laughs> we're now. Talking about it. Literally yeah, right now. We're making a podcast episode about it, right? Um, and we're, we're making adjustments in our contracts. We're holding on to cash. We're doing things differently because there's a potential default. So that's a distraction. We're distracted by it. The sideways activity is a term that we, you and I have talked about on the podcast before. And these are often like self-inflicted, like I call them time vampires, where we get sucked into doing things that don't move us forward. And it isn't like we're taking back a step back to, to adjust and, and, and get better at things. It's, it's, it's busy work. It's like shuffling the deck chairs on, on a sinking ship, right? Yeah. The idea is we're going to make a lot of contractual changes they're going to keep us busy over the next couple of weeks that might not actually mean anything. Yeah. That's sideways activity. So we're already in the distraction and sideways activity mode, right? It's, it's all over the news. Like we said, we're, we're talking about podcasts. So the effects of a potential default, that's where we are. The next step is a technical default. A technical default is this is an extended period of time of non-payment from the U.S. financial responsibilities. In other words, they become late on their payments, like like us being late on a couple of mortgage payments, but we're going to catch up, right? But there's still impact to that. Like you said, Paul, like the fees go up, you get like, you can't just get a pass on paying your bills late. And the, the primary effect here, again, based on economic models, a, a technical default, the government paying their bills late could do things like double the current unemployment rate from 3.4% to nearly 7%. It's almost guaranteed to tip the economy into a recession within the next six months. 
we're going to have more consistent bouts of inflation, lots of sideways activity. Yeah. And, and again, in government contract speak, agencies are going to have to shift the money around from lower priorities into higher priorities. And the question, of course, then as a contractor or as a contracting officer is the stuff I'm working on, where does that fall? Is it high priority or low priority? Right. If you think about this, if you're running short on money, you may choose to pay your mortgage and your power bill first and not take a vacation, right? Or not pay your car payment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, you're, you're making choices about priorities. And this could happen as, as soon as June 1st. It could drag out through the summer which, with small increases in the debt ceiling. Who knows how it'll play out, but we are very close this time. And, and this is really bad yeah. from, a, from, a, from a, just a, a functionality perspective. Because the, the contract, what this means is that contract payments may be delayed. Social security checks may be delayed. Contractors will, will have to make decisions between do I take on the debt to keep my employees or am I not going to get paid? I got to let them go. That's a decision that wasn't here you know, two months ago. Uh, and small and mid-sized businesses will likely feel this the most because they, again, we, I'm a small business. We're a small business, right? We've got 13 team members. We don't have you know, two years of, of runway. <laughs> We're, it, that's just how the reality of, of being a small business is. So I, I think this, this may be a very big wake-up call. To me, what's really obvious is that contractors, private businesses, people, corporations, everybody, because of the, the technical default, will start hanging on to cash. And when everybody hangs on to their cash, that's how recessions show up. And if we get past that to the actual default, that's where, that's where things really go crazy. Yeah, that's, that's where the government's just out of money and they, they're not paying their bills, right? That's, that's what we're hearing about in the news. Like many payments would stop and then not start again, yeah. which that creates a whole different thing we'll talk about from a company officer perspective. Uh, some models indicate that, okay, at this point, unemployment is above 12%. The economy shrinks by 10%. Like that's going to feel like 2008 again. That's a big deal. Yeah. Um, this would be a lasting recession. And it's and here's the part that's frustrating is that this would impact if it gets to this point, it impacts that whole full, full faith and credit of the U.S. government for decades. Yeah, because until now this never happened, and so you could just say, "Oh, trust me, the government will pay you." Well, that changes the calculus here. So we can hope that politicians are not actually going to go this far, right? That that this is all posturing, and we won't actually get to a default. But you can't you can't rule it out, right? And this, this does seem the most, the, the least likely to happen, the most unlikely. But you got to prepare for the unlikely, right? Yeah, and, exactly. and that's where the sideways activities come from, right? The, even when you just the potential for a default has gotten us to a lot of sideways activity. And the longer it goes, the more uh, n- not useful activity, I guess, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> occurs. There you go. So speaking about uh, this going on and that, well, that doesn't really lead me to the time zones, but it's time. So I thought maybe it would. And I, <laughs> there you go. It's time I, I for time zones. Couldn't get there, right? In the acquisition time zones, if, in, if you're thinking like market research zone or RFP zone or selection zone, what this means is that things are probably going to be delayed. New acquisitions are probably going to be delayed while they figure out whether or not they have the money to pay the bills should they award a contract. And if, you know, th- think about the government paying its own bills, paying its own employees, 
paying contractors that support the government, if there's risk that the government's not going to pay their bills, there's not going to be anyone to release that RFP or evaluate that proposal, right? So this right. could slow down everything that's in your pipeline. Yeah, that, that's a good way to say it. This will slow down the things in your pipeline. I would, I would argue that it already is. In the execution time zones after a contract award, this is where we're we're living. This is where the the impacts will be felt because you have a uh, you're doing work and that there's a commitment that you're going to get paid or maybe not right now. And and what if you, you just want a contract? Like what if your what if your kickoff meeting is scheduled for June first? Yeah, <laughs> it's now going to have a new agenda item on it that it didn't have when you first thought about winning this contract. You know, six months ago. Or they may just terminate for convenience before you even get there. Right? It, it yeah. could happen. It could happen. During the performance zone, a lot of payment activity right here. A lot of potential modifications, stock work orders. Remember, during the performance zone, that's where the work is getting done, right? Well, if you're not getting paid as a contractor, you're not really going to be doing the work. But the the management, the administration of the contract is going to increase. It probably already has just because you're thinking through all these these nuances. Yep. In the recompete zone, we sort of already talked about that with you know, that that's the beginning of the acquisition time zones for the next acquisition. So these things could be delayed by all the sideways activity that's going on. Yeah. All right. So do, I, I don't want people to, to freak out too much, right? We're, we're talking about an unlikely event, but you should prepare for unlikely events. Don't, don't just run screaming into the streets right now. There are things you can do. Thank you for that visual. Yeah. Yeah. First, first thing is that this is similar to a government shutdown. So the first thing I suggest is go listen to episodes 134 and 223, where we talk about the government shutdowns. There's some similarities of, of what we recommend to do. On the government side, I just mentioned that a minute ago, but be ready to mod contracts and to delay work and to do stop work orders and, and impact the overall performance of the contract. A nuance, because we have to have a FAR reference, a nuance of this is non-payment or late payment creates an interest liability for the government, right? So there's a tiny little spot, FAR 32907F, called unavailability of funds. And this, this part of the FAR 32.9 talks about interest payments and late payments by the government. Like, what do you have, what do you have to do under the, the Prompt Payment Act? You've got to pay contractors within X number of days or pay, or pay interest. It specifically says the temporary unavailability of funds to make a timely payment does not relieve an agency from the obligation to pay interest penalties. So, oh, yay. One more thing that contracting officers now have to manage is that because there was a, a potential default or a technical default and we got the money two weeks late on this $2 million contract I have, and the contractor was owed, I don't know, $50,000 during that time, we have to pay two weeks of interest on $50,000, which is like, I don't know, 60 bucks, right? Yeah. But you still got to mod the contract. And so this is a really deep example of sideways activity because yeah. it even says in the FAR that if the, if the contractor is owed over a dollar, this clause applies because they're trying to motivate contracting officers to make sure they pay people on time. That's, right. that's where all this comes right. from. And but yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a big deal. And we already talked about government folks, be ready to, you know, new procurements may be delayed, not only because of the uncertainty of funds availability in the future, but because you're spending a lot of time managing all the old contracts, the existing contracts with this yeah. sideways activity. So, you know, the same number of people can't do more stuff at the, in the same amount of time. It just, that, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, it's, it is not, it's not a linear exercise. 
industry folks in the short term, make sure that you understand the the terms and availability of, of a, your line of credit, uh, short short term loans uh, to to have cash on hand. Right, make sure that you have cash or liquid assets on hand as soon as possible, uh, because it it just may be a short gap where you are not getting paid as expected. Right, it could impact short term cash flow. Just like on the government side, be prepared for slower payments, slower RFPs. We talked about this could impact your pipeline. All the new awards might come a little later than you've been planning for. It's just a general loss of momentum throughout the government when this kind of thing happens, just like just like a shutdown. That's very, very similar, right? It takes a while to, to turn that crank and get it back up to speed again. One point of confusion is if the government defaults on its debt and you have a contract with the government, are you now working at risk? Generally speaking, yes, <laughs> because if if the government is not going to pay you, <laughs> then it turns out that there's an armed services of armed services board of contract appeals, the ASBCA. They consider this, there's a court case that non-payment is a material breach of the contract, and so if there's a material breach, then the contractor and this is a scary term as a contracting officer to hear the contractor has the right to abandon the contract which means that if you're not going to pay me, I don't have to do the work. That's a really harsh way of saying it. But that again, it's a material breach. Again, that's really easy to say, but it, human to human managing a contract for your for your government client, it's it, you're not as likely to say, oh, you know what? I'm abandoning my contract. You know, that's that's one of those things that, that you got to think through. Yeah. What does that mean? How long before you abandon? That's not just an email you send to the contracting officer saying, I hereby abandoned my contract. It's like, yeah, wait, wait to pick a fight there. Yeah. So you got to think through all this now before, and hopefully it's not even an issue, but think it through it now. It's a big deal. doesn't seem uh, like a, a likely outcome, but if you take it to its extreme, a contractor that has a, a contract that they're uh, underwater on, you know, a fixed price contract that they're, they're losing money on if they complete the contract to, to delivery, that could that contractor say, well, now that you've defaulted on your debt, you don't have the money to pay me, so I can therefore I can abandon this contract and not continue performance, not deliver, and not continue to lose money. Hmm, that's that's pretty extreme and probably well beyond what we should talk about here because there's probably a lot of legal nuances that that yeah. don't understand. <laughs> But this is not legal advice. Again, we're talking about sideways activity. These are the things that everyone's thinking about and trying to figure out what happens here. What are our options? If if you're the government, what are what are industry's options here? This these are things that are being thought about. Distract things that are being thought about. <laughs> A distraction, sideways activity. So yes, you need to be proactive. You need to review the terms of your contracts. Assess each separately what happens if payment is delayed. Same with your pipeline. Look at your pipeline. Assume that everything is going to be slower, and especially things right around the June-July time frame while this is all still swirling around. Assume everything's going to slow down. And on the contracts that you have, one, one point I want to bring up there is that make sure you understand what you're what your funded value is. We talked about the different values of your contract in episode 403 a couple of weeks ago. And this is a great example of know what your contract value is, what your funded value is, because if the government says we can no longer fund additional work on this contract, 
Don't ask them what the number is. You should already know. Look, look at your contract so that you're aware. This is what I mean by preparing for these, these unlikely events. Yeah. If you have an incrementally funded contract, there's a good chance that you're covered for all the work up to the funding amount. The government right. is committed to that. But if you work beyond the funded value, if you work at risk, mm, this is a chance where it's it's less likely that you will be paid for work beyond there. If, if something bad were happen, if, if the worst case happens, well, that's all at the window. It doesn't, nobody gets paid. But there, this is not a, a, a time to lean forward. All right, speaking of leaning forward, let's wrap this up. I don't know that that's leaning forward. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> way, off, way off my game today. It's okay. <laughs> my, my parting thought is, okay, don't freak out. Like business and even government business, it's not a straight line. This is just another thing. This is a hiccup. Don't run into the streets screaming, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, we didn't create this episode to, to, to you know, get everybody all spun up. Yeah. I mean, there've been 21 shutdowns in our history and we came through all of those. Based on history and, and on, on politics, we're not going to get to an actual default. There's a possibility of a technical default. But frankly, the biggest thing right now is just be aware that we're in this potential default, that there's a lot of activity, a lot of stress, a lot of concern, and be thinking about it ahead of time. And I hope we're wrong. <laughs> it's like, I hope we're over planning and we'll look back on this episode and go, yeah, they were, you know, they were, they were a little bit too concerned. Uh, but this is kind of like hurricane planning. Like we assume that the storm is going to hit our house and we board up all the windows and we do all the sandbag and we spend like two days doing all the work and then the storm fizzles out. And it's, it, it's a mixed blessing because you're like, oh, well, I wasted two days. Well, you could have, you could have done the opposite and just sat there and watched your house get washed away. So it's a little bit of both. You know, we need to plan for these, but we hope that we're going to be okay without it. And by the way, the hurricane metaphor was in episode 361. If you want to go back and listen to that. And then super ironically, yeah, hurricane season actually starts on June 1st, <laughs> which is when all this is supposed to come to head. So. Is that an omen or, or a coincidence? That Don't know, but this is very much like a hur- hurricane or like planning for the hurricane, right? It's, yeah. You you can hope that the forecast is wrong and it, it misses you, but, but the impacts could be catastrophic if you don't plan. So it's better to board yeah. the house up and then if it doesn't hit, once you take all the boards down, you can celebrate that it, it it didn't hit, it fizzled out, whatever. There you go. Speaking of fizzling out. Yay, there was a good, that's what, <laughs> that's a good one. if only I'd had that to transition to the wrap up. Anyway, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> Today is your day, I guess. All right, I'll talk to you later. All right, I'll see you, Paul.